Hey, Nat Chow. Hey, Sophie D. Ooh. Ooh. How was your day? It's good. It's good. I'm, yeah. I'm keeping on. How's it going? It's going. Uh, I woke up an hour ago. Nice. So my day's been very short. I woke up at eight. <laughs> Why? I don't know. <laughs> you got a rough life. My body hates me. Mm. So Nat, since we've been doing a podcast, yeah. what are some of your favorite podcasts? Oh, wow. She came straight out the gate with a question. Yep. Uh, I like to listen to So Many White Guys. That's hosted by Phoebe Robinson. She's from Two Dope Queens. That's a fun one. That's just, she talks to anybody who's not a white guy, essentially, or a straight <laughs> white guy. Um, but then every season she has like a token white guy come on, which I think is fun because they, they talk about not just like the social justice stuff and like the experience of not being a straight white guy, but um, just like the fun things that like whatever they're involved in. Mm-hmm. That's fun. And then I listened to this other one called This Might Get Weird. And that's hosted by two YouTubers, Grace Helbig and Mamrie Hart. And that's just like stupid, like catch up on my week stuff. And that's mainly what I listen to. Every now and again, I try to listen to like the Bill Nye podcast and try to like learn something. I don't always stick to it. Because <laughs> you have to like pay attention at that point. Yeah. Yeah. It's rough. <laughs> but what about you? So I listen to a lot of like, I listen to like uh, Welcome to Night Vale which is kind of like Twilight Zone via a radio station. Mm-hmm. You've told me to listen to that multiple times. Yeah. And I still haven't. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I also listen to a lot of like true crime um, podcasts. Like right now I'm obsessed with small town murder. You love a murder mystery. I love it. And I love them. I think they're just so funny. Um, it's hosted by Jimmy Wisman and uh, James Petragallo. And they're just, they're so funny. And I love their chemistry. And they just, yeah, they take these horrible stories and, Make them a little less horrible. <laughs> make it fun. Yeah. <laughs> Such a good time. Murder and all. Yeah. I can relate because we make Game of Thrones fun. <laughs> I like to think that we do. <laughs> and we made Top Gun fun. <laughs> uh, that was rough. <laughs> it's not a good movie. And they're making a sequel of it. Oof. Yikes. <laughs> I'm going to watch the trailer to see. Well, I mean, we're not going to watch it for this. I doubt. <laughs> but I'm going to watch the trailer to see if. If it's um, more of the same or if, if we think that they've come up to the times. Yeah, right. Imagine we'll if we see. did little segments on trailers. Oh. It'd be so ridiculous. That's what we'll do when we run out of things to do. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll write the plot to that movie based on the trailer. <laughs> and then, hello, Hollywood, here we are. Yeah, right. That'll be it. Uh, so, this week. This week. What are we doing? Uh, Game of Thrones. <laughs> uh <laughs> Did Episode. I throw you off with that? Yeah, a little bit. Jeez. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, well, we're on season two, episode five. Yes. Of Game of Thrones. The Ghost of Harren Hall. Harren Hall. That's yeah. what, I keep forgetting the name of that, that land. So I'm glad <laughs> that you wrote it down and that you understand it. Yeah. Harren Hall. At first, I was like... I was like, what is this place we're at? And I was like, this might be Harren Hall because then they, they like referenced it like the episode before. And I was like, new place, new spot. This right. is probably it. And they <laughs> mentioned it like in passing. That's why I also did not commit it to memory. Yeah, exactly. But. And it's in the intro. It is in the intro that I keep <laughs> not. See- okay. So it just, it buffers really weird for me in the beginning. So I never watch the intros as much as I should because it just, it, it freezes on a frame. It plays the audio. So then it skips like. 10 more seconds, freezes there, skips another 20 seconds. So I just, I don't know the layout of this land. (laughs) Just the intro. Yeah. And then everything else plays fine. I don't know. It's just like whenever I start the show, I just, I'm not meant to know geography. I guess your tech just isn't into the intro. No, it's not. It's okay. So um, where do we start on episode five? We're 
with uh, the Tyrells or just what's his face? Renly. Renly and Kat are uh, kind of talking and Kat is reassuring Renly that Rob doesn't want the throne because, you know, we all are fighting over it. Rob doesn't care about it. He just wants revenge for his dad. <laughs> um, but essentially, Renly says that Rob can call himself king of the north and they can rule all the lands north of some city that I didn't catch the name of. I didn't catch it either. <laughs> it's, it's, they're just drawing their lines, essentially. Yeah. And then uh, in return for Rob's loyalty, Renly says he'll destroy Stannis and his army. And Kat's like, can you just like negotiate with your brother? Do you have to destroy him? Yeah. And he's she, like, nah. She's like, can you guys just play nice? Your brother's like, get over it. Yeah. But nope, guess we can't. And then Renly turns around and starts checking himself out in the mirror. And then what happened, Nat? <laughs> that... Um, that ghost that got birthed from the redhead's body <laughs> comes flying through and just stabs Renly through the heart. Yeah. Well, through the back, but through the chest. And yeah. The heart. It goes all the way through. Yeah. It's and like clean. And I was like, whoa. And whoa. I was like, I was like, you know, I'm glad we at least got to see that thing yeah. <laughs> immediately in the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> but then, spoiler, we don't see it for the rest of the episode. Yeah, boo. So um, <laughs> it came through for just this one thing. Yeah. And Stannis is just a dirty fighter. And also, like, that thing just got birthed the day prior. Like, oh, baby's first kill. Oh, wow. <laughs> but also, did Stannis send it? Because it came from the redhead. And, like, we don't know what agenda she had. Oh, yeah. You know? Just, yeah. I mean, like, so technically it came from the Stannis army if you want to say that but i feel like stannis doesn't know that that happened i feel like he does he he has to know something's up or like maybe i don't know i don't know okay. stand by we'll we'll see how that story unfolds but yeah. then so brienne is like besides herself because you know her king is dead now um and then since so she screams then two soldiers from outside come in they think that she killed him so they attack her and you know, since she's the boss bitch she kills them <laughs> and then cat's like oh we gotta go yeah, let's go let's so go. they run out the back <laughs> and now where are we we're with stannis and his ships right um oh, oh. it goes to oh geez we're off this okay. morning yeah really oh we gotta get our head in the game um so I was immediately like stressed after Renly like dies because I'm like, what's going to happen with all these soldiers? Oh. Like their leader just, do they just wander off and go home? <laughs> yeah. They, they're like, I'm done playing war now. I want to say like, is it like in the Sims? And like, if, <laughs> if you just like lose a Sim or like lose track of a Sim, what do they do? They just do free will and they just, they just start wandering off. around. <laughs> but so, no, so um, I was confused. It's the next morning now. We're still with, the yeah, we're Tyrell still camp. And Sir Loris is like a mess over yes. Renly's death. And then Baelish comes in, just unannounced. No yeah. one wants him around. Yeah. This, this guy. Um, has he always had an accent? Yes. Okay. Because I was like watching this episode and I was like, Baelish's voice sounds different. Is it because I'm actually <laughs> paying attention? What's oh. going on? <laughs> Did you notice, also unrelated, that Marjorie always has like a very stiff and very bold collar? Yeah. <laughs> What's that about? She just has to stand out. Just like the tall of the collar, like the more of a queen you are. Yep. But <laughs> bigger so what, the, the bigger the collar, the bigger the bitch. Oh, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so what's happening with Baelish coming in now? So he gives a pep talk about using revenge as a tool. Mm -hmm. And then Marjorie drops the, the, she mentions how like everyone's playing king. And if everyone's playing king, that doesn't make her queen. 
Mm. And Baelish is like, what do you want? She's like, I want to be the queen. And I was like, oh, she's going to be a troublemaker. And I was like, there it is. Yep. There it is. She's going to make some things happen. Yeah, for real. So I'm like, okay, like that is definitely going to mean something for later. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What do you think her game is? She wants fame and fortune and power. Like, what do you think she's going to do? Like, is she going to kill some people, do you think? I don't think she's going to kill anyone. I think she's just going to walk in, be pretty, bat her eyes, and be like... This is mine. She's going to use her womanly charm. Mm. That's what I feel. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but also, like, she's rich, so she might pay off people to, like, kill people. Ah. Uh-huh. Yeah. True. She, she could do that. She definitely has the means to just not get her own hands dirty. Because, like, do you think, now that Ranley's dead, do you think she will try to, like, command his army? I don't think so. Mm. I think she's just going to up and leave and go find another dude to, like... To be queen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now we're in King's Landing. Yeah. Um, Cersei and Tyrion are gossiping about Renly's death. Yeah. And um, they're having like a little uh, conversation about what can win the war. And mm-hmm. Cersei thinks money can win the war. Well, and she's also a little tipsy right now. Yeah. <laughs> and Tyrion's like, sweetie, no. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you respect money too much. So then what happens after that? So then Tyrion is kind of grilling the cousin about what Cersei's planning to do because she wasn't being very forthcoming while she was tipsy. And he sings like a canary, this guy. (laughs) Remember, he's got the backbone of Lannister. (laughs) Dude, cracks like an egg, sings like a canary. (laughs) You just start taking notes on him. Yeah, right. Great character to develop. (laughs) Eventually, he'll learn to say no to people. (laughs) At some point, but today's not the day. Nope. Not, Not for him. But essentially, he spills the beans that Cersei is planning to essentially just throw fireballs at Stannis' ships. Yeah, so it's they've committed. They've wow, they've commissioned the Alchemist Guild, which that's fun, old timey mm-hmm. Alchemist Guild, um, to make pots of wildfire to launch at Stannis' ships. So, so I guess it's like an old timey Molotov cocktail. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say that's like also old timey unions. If you're saying that it's a guild. <laughs> So I'm glad, that, I'm glad that people get represented and like know, a, are protected. It's like a club. Yeah. <laughs> it's like like-minded people are into alchemy. Yeah. <laughs> Come over for the, uh, what, do, what do they do when they draw the circle? You were yelling at me the other day about this because it's not a seance, apparently. <laughs> a summoning? A summoning circle? Do they have like summoning parties, do you think? <laughs> for alchemy? Yeah, come brother. They're, I'm, I'm sure they just are like, look at this rune I drew up. <laughs> look at these, look at my formulas. Because <laughs> do they do spells in alchemy? No, I think alchemy is like potions. Oh, <laughs> so they do the smoke bombs and they do poof, poof. nice yeah for when there's like old timey hitmen when you need to make an escape <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, so now Stannis yep Stannis and Davos are chatting yeah and he wants to talk to Stannis about what happened in the cave and Stannis says to him I thought I made it clear to you that there'd be no need to talk about, talk to me on this matter so, so I'm like did he know exactly I was gonna say that did he know or is he just trying to hide the cheating the adultery yeah, which he like, or is it both? Both, because that's his that's his demon bastard now, right? <laughs> Technically. <laughs> so what is it? Since it's a southern bastard, does it have a name? Like, I don't know. I was just thingy? gonna. I was just gonna ask if if since is it, it is his demon, does the demon have an heir to the throne? Now? Is it like demon grass? I don't know. <laughs> demon flower. How does that work? I have no idea. But 
we also, in this scene, I found out that her name, the redhead's name is Lady Le- Melisandre. Yeah. Will was, we remember that? Uh, hopefully. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm sure she's going to pop up more and we're going to be like, yeah. what is happening with you? Stop. <laughs> yeah, there's no way that we just have that be a plot thing and then it just disappears. Yeah, we can't finally there's, get a name drop after yeah. like four episodes. <laughs> there's no way we can just forget about her. Yeah. But anyway, so they're talking about, there's rumors about who Melisandre is and her relationship with Stannis. And Davos, you know, just doesn't want to keep her around, which is respectable because I wouldn't either. Yeah, he is not a fan of her or this war. No. Yeah. So he says, um, he says to Stannis, you won Renly's army, so don't lose it to her. And Stannis is like, okay, you're right, you're right. We won't take her to land with us. <laughs> so at least somebody has a brain. Yeah, right. But um, Stannis also says those other lords should consider themselves lucky. I don't hang them for treason. I'm like, damn, Stannis is a bad dude. Yeah. He's summoning, he's birthing demons and like threatening to hang everyone. Ridiculous. Why can't anybody just talk anything out in this world? <laughs> you know? Right? There's, if they would just listen to Cat. Yeah, there's easier ways to go about all this. Yeah. <laughs> so ridiculous. And now we're with Tyrion and Bronn and King's Landing, correct? Yeah. And um, we've got like an old timey protest. And, yeah, we do. And They're like, walking through town. Rabble, rabble, rabble. Just like that? Yeah. Yep. That's how we protest. <laughs> rabble, rabble, rabble. Um, so Tyrion and Bronn are talking about, um, you know, what Stannis has versus the Lannisters. And uh, I'm just feeling like Tyrion's the only one that knows how to focus. Is yeah. This, or at least focus on what matters right now. He seems to be the only one who's like got a goal yeah. and a clear path to get yeah. to it. Whereas everyone else is like, I want to do this huge thing. Let's figure it out step by step. Or like everybody else is very selfish. Yeah. And like he's selfish too, but he also is aware of the greater issues at hand. Yeah. Maybe yes. that might be it. Like how he totally foresaw this like protest. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you catch what any, um, the, what the head guy was saying? Cause he like, he delivers the sickest burn ever. No, I missed it. What to happened? their family. So the guy says, brother fornicates with sister in the bed of Kings. And we're surprised when the fruit of their incest is rotten. Ooh, Damn. wow. That is a mouthful to just yell at somebody. <laughs> yeah, right. But that is such a sick burn. That is such a sick burn. But also, <laughs> you know, the same way with like Joffrey pretending to kiss his hand, you know that that guy practiced that burn at home. <laughs> like to his wife's like, is this good? Is this good? No, 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 no. I'll word it this way instead. He's like, damn, the king's going to need a skin graph after yeah, this one. That's how sick this burn's going to be. <laughs> Ooh. Now we're with Theon, right? Ugh, yeah. Not to move on too quickly. No, you're fine. So, yeah, Theon. Um, so, he's given the ship called the Sea Bitch, and he's trying, <laughs> he's trying to command his crew, and they just could not give a shit about him. Yeah, they're not having it. They're like, you think you're in charge? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. And then Yara comes in. And she's yeah. here to embarrass him, too. Oh, yeah, of course. So she's, she, I forget exactly everything that she says, but she essentially ends it with, oh, I can't dock my 30 ships here. There's not enough space for all 30 of my ships. But you and your one <laughs> ship, you're fine here. You're good. You're great. <laughs> and I was like, ooh. Yeah. There goes that sibling rivalry. Yeah, right. And then we meet Dagmar, who is Theon's first mate. That's his name. Okay. I did not catch his name before. <laughs> I had to rewind it. And he gives a quick pep talk about proving yourself. Because mm-hmm. he's like, these guys aren't going to listen to you until you prove yourself to them. Yeah. And then... Ter- I am glad that he has at least one person in his corner, even though I don't like him. Yeah. I really should have somebody. Yeah, it's true. 
Um, but then, like, Theon kind of gets, like, this light bulb because he's like, oh, the place we're invading is close to somewhere else. And mm-hmm. I'm like, Theon, what's happening? What's going on in there? Yeah. Essentially, they're planning on taking Winterfell. Yeah. Because, so this is what my brain didn't put together. But now together. you're jumping ahead. Am I? <laughs> yeah, because he doesn't, we don't go to that right away. It's oh. not until, like, later that we're like, I oh. thought we had that conversation. Right? Okay, never mind. No. Now we're with Arya. Because <laughs> we're in Harren Hall. Yep. Yeah. Um, so Tywin's having one of his meetings, his war meetings, and he's acknowledged that they've underestimated Rob Stark. Mm-hmm. And um, and then he, he starts to question Arya about where she's from, and he asks her, "What did he?" So anyway, he's like asking her a million questions. He asks her how she knows how to read. No, that's later. Oh, that's definitely around like now-ish. No, it's not. It's later. So okay, <laughs> he asks Arya a question, and her answer is anyone can be killed. And Tywin kind of edges out a oh. smile. He asks her where she's from. He's kind of grilling her about that. She gives like the wrong answer at first because she doesn't know the house motto or whatever. Then she goes back and is like, "Okay, this is where I'm actually from." And she names some other land. Um, and then he asks what they say about Rob Stark there. So she says that she heard that he like can't be killed that he rides into war on his dire wolf and then he says do you believe that and she's like no anybody can be killed yes that's what happened how do you remember all that because i reviewed my notes earlier (laughs) turns out it helps yeah okay (laughs) so yeah so he kind of edges out a smile and i'm like okay so she said the right thing to him but that also means she's gonna try to kill him she had this look in her eyes that she's gonna kill him yeah right even though she's she like, can't I got do it you. this second. Yeah. She's like, you're, yeah. you're making it onto my hit list, yeah. bro. <laughs> so um, one of the men Arya saved during the Gold Cloak and Night Watch battle goes up to her and tells her since she saved three lives, he'll take any three she wants. Mm-hmm. So then she names... When you cheat death. Yeah. So then she names the, t- the Tickler, who I thought was named Polliver, but I guess Polliver is a different dude. So she names the Tickler, who is the guy who does the torturing in Hall. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then that scene ends there, and then we're to the Night's Watch. Yeah, we are. They're talking, um, or they're, they're walking through the snow and, and some mountains now, and Sam is just still in love with Gilly. Yeah. He still just won't get over it. <laughs> but I, I get it, your first crush. First crush, young love. Yeah. They make it to some, <laughs> some like, summit, and the funniest thing is that Sam is so bewildered by this mountaintop and, like, the history of the people who came through before. He's like, ah. Everybody else is working. He's like, ah, Gilly would love it here. And then he starts, like, and he's like, oh, the first men, the the fist of the first men. And I think they, you know, he's, like, going on and on about all this history and everyone's like, can you shut up? Can you just, like, work? (laughs) Because we're all here setting up camp and you're just talking? Yeah, you're just standing around staring at snow, bro. Yeah. (laughs) So then a horn blows and everybody's trying to figure out what that means. So obviously Sam knows because he's read a book, right? So <laughs> one horn means a friend, two for foes, and three for white walkers. And yeah. then they have some conversation about that. But my takeaway from that was that Sam is actually the Hermione of the group, not the Neville <laughs> yet. Maybe he'll be Neville later on, but right now he's Hermione because he's the only one who's read a book. Yeah, he's the only one who reads. And then they say something and and they're like, oh, I think they came here to get away from something, and I don't think it worked, talking about the first people. Mm. And I'm like, oh, are we foreshadowing again? <laughs> we'll see. But back to King's Landing now. Yeah. Tyrion is snooping. 
He's yeah. essentially kind of following the trail of the uh, these fire bombs and the alchemy. The wildfire. Yeah. Learning about it. And then um, Brom makes some good points against using this stuff. And he's like, one being that, you know, the people in the walls are not soldiers. So one could fall inside the walls and accidentally start a fire. Yep. <laughs> then what? Because, like, all their soldiers are out in battle. So then they go into a room full of wildfire jars, and there's 7,811 jars. That's the number. I just wrote on 7,000 plus. I <laughs> was beside myself. And I was like, there's, there's essentially a nuke lying under King's Landing right now. Yeah, right. And we're just continuing to add to it. And, Tyr- and we're okay with about it. And Tyrion's like, what? Yeah, he's absolutely like, not. He's like, you're not making these anymore. He's like, uh, these are mine now. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, what do you think that means now? Like, is Tyrion going to go AWOL? Does he just know that he's going to be in charge later? Or does he just not want Cersei to have control of them? I don't think he wants Cersei to have control of them. Yeah, because she's going to give it to Joffrey. And if Joffrey has control of it... <laughs> he's just going to start, like, lighting it up on we're all peasants. Dead. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He's just going to, oh, yeah, throw them at people. Oh, God. Because, yeah, like... um. Cersei does not say no to Joffrey and doesn't seem to be steering him in the right direction. No. So, <laughs> so yeah. So I can see that going really badly if yeah. they're just kept with her. Mm-hmm. So to Cart? Yep. Cart? Cart. Yep. There we go. Daenerys and co. She, she's named one of her dragons. It's so cute. It's Darkerus or Darcerus. I forget how to pronounce it, but I wrote the name down. <laughs> It'll be important yeah. later. Is that the only, that's the only one that has a name so far, right? So far, yes. Yeah. And one of her maids loves the dragons, but the other one makes a face. So that makes me a little suspicious. Yeah, right? She's like not happy about these dragons, I think. And I'm not sure what's going to happen there or if that's just like, I don't know, a weird directing choice. But I feel like it was done on purpose because there's no, like everything's done on purpose. But anyway, so Daenerys, uh, she finds two of her guys. This is kind of after the scene. Uh, she's walking around the square, and she finds two of her guys standing around this gold peacock. Well, she's at an event, and she's min- mingling with, like, the yeah. higher-ups and cards. Yeah, that thing. <laughs> and she sees Jorah and two of her Dothraki around a golden statue. And they're figuring out the best way to steal it. And she's like, homie, no, <laughs> we don't do that. She's like, we're guests. We could have starved and died out in the desert. Yeah, and they look so bummed. <laughs> yeah. Like, what, we can't steal and pillage this land? They're like, can we do it, like, before we leave? She's like, no. <laughs> She's like, what? No. <laughs> and then enter creepy bald guy. Skeletor. Yeah, what's he about? Yeah. Um, he's like a wizard. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. End of story. I don't know if he's like, if he's actually magic or if it's like Chris Angel, David Blaine, where he's just Ooh, like. Mind freaks. Yeah. He's just, he's just like an illusionist, mm. you know, like he, how he made two of himself. He made two of but himself. But it's like, did he make two of himself or did he just find a guy that looks just like him and dressed him no up? I have no idea. And the guy like popped out of nowhere. I I would have said that, but again, we just gave birth to a demon, so you never know. Yeah. The only so, thing I pulled from that was that he's like owns or is from the House of Undying. Yeah, he's creepy as hell. Yeah, so I'm I'm over him. This dude needs a fucking nap. Yeah, I don't <laughs> want to spend time with him. Whoops. <laughs> Quarter goes in the swear jar. <laughs> oh boy, there Sophie needs a nap. It was bound to happen. <laughs> it was bound to happen. That's uh, it. There's the one for the season. <laughs> That's it. Yep. <laughs> Otherwise, there's a... No, actually, You know already. who else needs to know? Yep. Me. <laughs> um, and that's it for today's podcast. <laughs> See you guys next week. <laughs> and bye. Bye. Um, so he creeps me out. Yeah. No, we guy. don't like him. Um, and then the whole, the whole thing about the 13, they 
they all have to be up to something. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is definitely 13 creepy dudes who are just up to like no good. Absolutely. Yep. Starting trouble in the neighborhood. Yep. <laughs> and you know who's not having any of it? Sophie. <laughs> no, I'm not. But um, <laughs> so after this weird like magic show, Jorah watches Daenerys walk away with one of the 13, I, with him, with the creepy guy. Yeah. And then there a lady with um, like a dominatrix max yeah. mask <laughs> comes in. <laughs> and she's all like super ominous and she's like, the mother of dragons needs protecting. You're in love with her, aren't you? And I'm like, huh? Wait. She's like, she's like, she needs someone to trust now more than ever. And, and I'm like, so she knows that the 13 are creepy. Yes, she does. Yeah. But also this woman is just as creepy. Oh, she totally is creepy. Like, <laughs> I, I just, like if you hit me with one end of the spectrum of creepy and then you hit me immediately after with the opposite end of that spectrum of creepy. Yeah. I'm still not gonna trust either end of you yeah we just got like weird creepy man creepy <laughs> like just weird creepy and then just this beautiful woman, woman pops out and she's still creepy yeah <laughs> so um i don't trust anything that's happening right now i just don't trust karth <laughs> no we gotta get out of there <laughs> this place is too perfect yeah. i don't like it no no we don't <laughs> anyway we do just get out of karth right now because we're with cat and brienne in the woods yeah i love this scene so much yeah, me too. I liked it that they had like a moment. They had um, a true moment, yeah. You know, Brianna's bringing Kat back to Winterfell. Now she wants to serve Kat since she shows a woman's kind of courage. Yeah. That's the weird part I thought about this scene. What do you mean? Because <laughs> I was like, a woman's kind of courage? Because <laughs> she says not battle courage, like a woman's courage, which you're right. What does that mean? But also I guess it means like just not like un- like not unwillingly, just like blindly going into war. Yeah. Like like uh, having some kind of forethought. Like not trying to be macho to show exactly. like how great you are. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's what I, that's how I took it. Yeah. I didn't take it as any kind of More like like weird a, thing. A thoughtful, I guess maybe Brienne's just not been around many women. Probably. Or maybe she's been around like, like crappy women. Yeah. Yep. Are you trying to turn <laughs> it back down? You're trying to wheel it <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to read it, it back in. <laughs> I said I said the poopy word a few times last one. You know? <laughs> but you said... <laughs> the rest of this episode uh, is going to be trash now. We've already lost it. Yeah, right. So good luck, listeners. Um, so Brienne pledges her allegiance to Kat. Oh, and she's like, you know, I'll fight for you, but you have to promise not to stand between me and Stannis when the time comes. And then Kat's like, when the time comes, I will not stand between you two. You will always have a seat at my table and my doors will always be open to you. And I'm like, oh my God, it's women supporting women. I love it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, she's promising her a home in Winterfell. I love it. Yep. I love it. <laughs> ladies always celebrate ladies. Yeah, always. So now to Winterfell. Yep, to Winterfell. To a cat's babies. Yeah. They're doing another little court thing, and Rakan is just smashing nuts with a rock. Yeah, he is. And I'm like, this is what happens when you leave children alone. They just make a mess. That Two seconds. Like, the other day, <laughs> we were leaving the gym, and this family of four, I think. <laughs> so, so there's these... Obviously, mom and dad are there. And then there are these two... I think two, those are grandparents. Maybe grandparents. They were grandparents. So two um, guardian figures <laughs> were there. And two young girls were there. I want to say they were both like 10 or under. And in the time it took for us to watch them leave the gym and for us to leave immediately after, the one of the girls was just on the floor screaming <laughs> because like she just didn't see the curb. Uh, so she thought that she like 
busted her knee and broke her ankle and stuff. And we're like, it, it has been 15 seconds. <laughs> yeah. What happened? <laughs> it's literally just so quick. We were like, what? <laughs> but anyway, that was just, you just remind me of that story. <laughs> with this. Yeah. That's how children be. You just they, turn your back for like two seconds and all of a sudden just everything. They're missing a leg. Uh, it's insane. It's so weird. But they bounce back. Yeah. Oh, they really like flubber. <laughs> <laughs> but so, um, so Rickon is uh, smashing these nuts. Smashing some nuts. These nuts. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but Bran seems like he's doing a good job making decisions for people. Because mm-hmm. I'm learning. I, you know, if someone came up to me with those problems, I'd be like, bro, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah. If you're like, 12 and someone's like i need more help on my farm to to harvest these things and you're like to do what now yeah i'd be like um i don't know (laughs) just fix it yeah just hire people like i don't know what to tell you Uh, (laughs) yeah but then um what's his face comes in the guy with the beard what's his name Oh, uh, I wrote it down in like two seconds. I wrote it down Whatever. somewhere. Roderick. His name is Roderick. Yes. Sir Roderick. Roderick. Is the guy with the braided beard that meets in the middle. That's very fashionable. Mm-hmm. Uh, he comes in just to say that the Lannisters have landed like 14 leagues from Winterfell, which means that they'll be there in five-ish days, I think is what he said. Did he say Lannisters or did he say like... Um, something ships. I wrote down he Lannisters. Said I something ships. Well, people are closing in on them is yeah. what's happening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, so Bran says that the bearded guy, uh, what's his name, Roderick, can go gather the men that they need to fight off whoever's closing in on them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that was a thing because somebody else, I think it was Lewin who was like countering that, saying that they needed men for something else. Yeah. I didn't pay attention to that scene too much. Well, um, and then Osha, the woman we keep calling Tonks. Yep. <laughs> That's her name. We find out that she may or may not know the significance of the three-eyed raven. Oh, I missed that part. So... Are Bran's dreams premonitions because he said in an earlier episode he saw waves mm-hmm. come and destroy Winterfell, mm-hmm. like waves and ships, and now there's ships coming to Winterfell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, like so his dreams are premonitions because he saw he's magic Ned, and Die. now all this. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, oh my god. So whereas Lewin was like, oh, your dreams are just dreams. Like chill out. Osha is like actually listening that's the difference between embracing your child and just pushing them away yeah exactly so now we're with the night's watch yep and And they're they're spying on they see like a fire a few mountaintops away we also find out that mance raider has all the wildlings Huh. All of them. Oh, yes, because he's like the king of them or the leader or whatever. Yeah, because like last they knew is that the wildlings were like coming together okay and now they're like oh he actually has all of them now (laughs) <laughs> Good. I'm glad you paid attention to this episode or the scene because this is the scene where that meme of that unpleased Jon Snow face came from. <laughs> is it really? So he was so busy just laughing at that. He's just like, oh. he's like frowning super hard, and the wind is blowing his hair. And <laughs> <laughs> so I couldn't, I couldn't focus on like the actual dialogue because I was busy laughing at him. Oh, amazing! Yeah. And then Corin, that's that guy. That's the the main guy, the half hand Corin yeah. half hand. Yeah, that guy. Okay. Yes. So he unveils that his plan is to take out Mance Raider before his troops make their move because he's like, they're going to move south. Like, of course, they're going to go to the wall, guys. Yeah. Because that helps me understand the plot more. Yeah. Because, like, I don't know why. I, I guess they keep, you know, you know the answer, but you're just asking for reassurance mm-hmm. because everyone's like, 
where is he going to move his army to? And every, and the guy's like, bro, they go south. <laughs> and so, and then they're like, so they're going to attack the wall. And he's like, yeah, no duh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how they keep going south is they attack the wall. Like they're like, why, why are you asking me oh, this? No, no, no. They're going to walk around Westeros. Yeah. And keep going that way. <laughs> <laughs> the wall has a shallow end, right? Yeah. <laughs> so they're just like, what? So Corrin wants to first take out wildling lookouts. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought we were just like debating whether or not to like attack these people we saw across the mountaintops. No. So they're lookouts and I guess oh. they're nocturnal. Okay. Which is weird. And then John is like, I'll go. And then Commander Mormont is like, no. And then best friend Sam is like, I'll fill in while John is gone. Homie supporting homies. Yeah, right. Ladies celebrating ladies, boys supporting boys. I'm all about this. Love it. Go best friend Sam. Hey, go message to everybody. Go support your best friends. Yeah, definitely. Especially if they're Brienne and they will save your life. (laughs) But also especially if they're Sam. Yeah. But also like check on your friends too. Yeah. Make sure they're doing okay. (laughs) Or how are you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sleepy. (laughs) Good. But I'm good. What's what's new? (laughs) Have you been? This is this is your little check-in. Yeah, I got a great night of sleep. Oh. I don't want to rub that in your face. Ah, uh, I'm so jelly. Um, I would like to crack my back really nice. I cracked it really nice um, maybe last week. Mm-hmm. Haven't had a nice crack since. And you know, just like the, the pure euphoria you get from a nice back crack? Oh, I know. I'm looking for that right now. Oh, I'm going to crack your back tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Daenerys and Co. Yep. Tico. With Zaro. With Zaro. Is it Zaro or Zaros? His full name is Zaro Zeondoxis. That's a lot of X's. Yeah. But I think his first name is just Zaro. Okay. Yeah. I'm just going to say Zaro. Um, if not, that's his new nickname. Yeah, right? So he shows Daenerys a vault and tells her he has tons of money that she can have if she marries him. Yep. But first, he also plants the seed in her head that Marmont is in love with her. Oh, yeah. That's not cool, bro. Yeah, it's not cool. <laughs> but that's because he wants her to marry him. Yeah. But also now, she, now it's in her head. Yeah. So now she's all. Also, she's up. like what seventeen in this? Something like that. Probably in this season. Yeah. Because she's probably sixteen first season. Yeah. Yeah. It's not cool, bro. It's not cool. <laughs> Marmont's old. Yeah. Um, it's manipulation on all fronts. Yeah. But um, so yes, they're talking about this vault and marriage and stuff. And marriage and how like if she marries him, like half of like whatever's in there is hers. But I'm like, okay, so going by this logic, lot logic. If what's mine is yours and yours is mine, then he wants the dragons. He does want the dragons. Because that is, that is the one thing he doesn't have. He just wants a trophy wife and he wants the dragons. Yeah, he does. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> and then Daenerys finds out from Zero, Zero that um, Robert Baratheon is dead. And she has this look on her face like a little light bulb went off. Oh. I missed that part, too. And she's like, oh, snap, got to make my move. This is my window. Yep. Because <laughs> they're also talking about how, um, you know, they say, like, what do you want? Like, what do you want, want? Kind of the same way that we had that scene with um, Baelish and Marjorie. Mm-hmm. So Daenerys wants the Iron Throne so that she can provide a safe home for her people. And he calls her Conqueror, and she says that he's kind of like the same thing, but like just less ambitious because he came and he had nothing when he got to Karth, then now he's the richest man in Karth. I just thought it was funny that, that this 17-year-old has the nerve to like call this 40, 50-something-year-old man. Just You're like me, but you're just like less ambitious than me. Yeah, right. Like that is, that's a bold move. Like He started from nothing and, and is now like 
so stupid rich, like honestly goals. Yeah. (laughs) Like she didn't start from nothing. (laughs) You're right. She always had something. Yeah. If anything, she's not as ambitious because she's just going up a level. (laughs) (laughs) this guy had to like go up a whole like staircase just one level up yeah he started from the (laughs) started from the bottom now uh no drake (laughs) is he right drake so now what so then her and jora are arguing about zeros's proposal Mm -hmm. and uh, she would have used the marriage money to buy ships at an army and jora Talks her out of it. He's like, no, that's dumb. He's like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Make allies in Westeros, not in Karth. Yeah. And then she asked, so because cause, um, Zara planted the seed in her head last scene, she comes back and she asked um, Jora, what do you want? Because she's trying to see if he's in love with her. So then he's like, I want you to take the Iron Throne because she has a gentle heart. She wouldn't only be respected and feared, but she would be loved. And people like that don't come around every century. Aw. Aw. Wow. So is he in love with her? Or is he just super supportive? I don't think it's like a romantic love. I don't think so either. I think yeah. it's like father-daughter yeah. kind of thing. But also like he gets put back in his place every now and again. And is like, yes, my lady. Yeah. So like, I don't think it's romantic love, but you just never know with this stuff. I know. Uh, and even if they are family, like that's not stopped anyone else in this world. Ah, <laughs> sorry, I had to keep bringing it back to that. No, anyway, her and her. <laughs> yep, Gendry is blacksmithing and he's like practicing with his sword. And Arya tells him to sing sideways because he's a smaller target that way. Uh, and he's like, uh, I'm just practicing. And she's like, Well, then practice right. Yeah, duh. And I was like, oh, My sassy little munchkin. Yeah, dummy coming at you with the unsolicited advice, but yep. you need it. Yep, <laughs> but then what happens? Um, a scream. Off screen. Off screen screen. Someone's dead. Yeah. And who's dead, Nat? It's the picker. Is that his name? The tickler. tickler. The tickler. <laughs> the, the torturer. I don't know anybody's name. But it's it's Arya's first gang boss murder. <laughs> the hit. Yeah. And that's the end of episode five. Yay. What's episode six called? Episode six is the old gods and the new. Ooh. Yeah. I don't remember any mention of that in this scene, me, in this uh, episode. You know, me neither. And I was looking for it. You know, I think we'll find As we talk about it, we'll find it. Oh, maybe. So Winterfell. Chaos. There's intruders. Intruder alert. Um, Lewin yeets a raven. Yeah, he does. <laughs> it's got like a whole message on it. Um, Theon barges into Bran's room. I've taken your castle. And Bran's like, what? You left with Rob. What are you talking about? And it's so... Funny because Bran was so funny. This this is such a serious scene, and Bran was so not bothered by Theon. He's like, "Who is this clown?" No one is Come bothered on. by Theon. And um, Theon yells, "Get up!" And Bran, and I'm like, "He can't get up." Like you know, he can't get up. <laughs> you were there. He he can like you know like sit up. <laughs> so Bran bro. pulls himself up, and he's like, "Bro, what?" Yeah, he's just very confused, and he's just like, "Theon, what?" So Theon's like, you need to, um, you need to yield to me because I've taken Winterfell. And Bran is still like, no, what? Yeah, he just can't take Theon seriously. So eventually Bran does yield Winterfell to Theon. and yeah, even now we're in the courtyard. Yeah, and even all the captured people can't take Theon seriously. <laughs> like he's trying to give a speech and you hear people like coughing and like murmuring and yeah. like making comments. Heckling him. <laughs> heckling him. He gets heckled. Yeah. Ridiculous. Um, um, but so essentially, first before um, 
Bran yields the unpromises that if he does yield, that no harm will come to anybody. So then yeah. back to the square or the courtyard or whatever, Theon tells Lewin to send out ravens, which is like their their public release or their press release back in that time. Yeah. Theon also says, tell my sister to send 500 men to Winterfell. Um, I don't think she will. <laughs> no, she won't. And also, like, do you think his family is going to be like, bro, you took a castle from a 10-year-old. <laughs> also, you took the castle that you grew up in, so that wasn't hard, was it? Yeah. You took a castle from a 10-year-old and you lived there for like nine years. Like, this is not... So try better next time. Yeah. They're not going to... I don't think they're going to be impressed. They're going to be like, oh, that was cute. <laughs> <laughs> so he tells Lewin to send the Ravens their press release out. Lewin doesn't move at first. And then Theon's like, aren't you sworn to serve your lord? I'm your lord now. So then he reluctantly goes. And it was one of those moments that reminds me that you have to, unfortunately, respect the position, even if you don't respect the person. Yeah. Which sucks. It's like when you don't like your boss, you still got to do your job. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's a rough time. Mm-hmm. And then Osha slash Tonks. Yeah. She uh, tries to pledge herself to Theon because he's Lord now. Yeah. And Bran just feels so, he's got this look of just pure betrayal on he's his like, face. Wow. Wow. I trust, <laughs> Tiffany, I trusted you. We were rooting for you. Um, so then after Theon is like, no, you're trashed. You're not, you're not here for me. Then Bran asks her why. And she's like, homie, I'm trying to survive. I don't want to get drowned in these these things that you're dreaming about. Yeah, right. So she is a true survivor. Mm-hmm. So then they bring in Sir Roderick, mm-hmm. and they're like, he must pay the iron price. Yeah, he is mad. He's mad mad. He's, yeah. <laughs> He's coming here talking about how, like, we raised you, and how did you, you do this? Yeah. And, oh, man. And Theon's all like, oh, but I was taken from my home. And then Roderick is like, because of a war that your dad started. Yeah. Then there's this whole standoff. And then Roderick spits in Theon's face. Yeah. So he just wants to put um, Roderick in prison. And, oh God, what's his name? The first mate. The first mate. I want to say Daggett, but that's an angry beaver. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, I don't think I've ever seen the angry beavers. Oh, man. Yeah. I can show you one day. Okay. Um, so the first mate is like, they're not gonna respect you. While he lives. While he lives. While Roderick lives. So Theon now has like a look of, oh shit, I'm in over my head. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, oh, I gotta kill him? Yeah. He raised me though. So do you think, Nat, that he's doing all this and putting on an act to get respected by his dad and men? Or has this all like been brewing in his head for a while? I think he is doing it to fit in with his family. Yeah, right. Or like to get the respect for his family. And now it's just going farther than he intended. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> it's just a snowball. Because Theon <laughs> is all, he's all face. He's like no actual backbone, I think. Yeah, right. I hear that he has a really good character arc, but I'm not seeing it right now. <laughs> I know we have six more seasons, but, you know, everybody else has started their arc already. Yeah. I don't see where his is. <laughs> And I'm going to be really mad if it's like just one scene of him coming back to like redeem himself. And then that's it. Yeah. And then he dies. I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> yeah. But no, he's, he's definitely just trying to like show off to his family and doing that. He's like overcompensating. Everything about the end is overcompensation, I think. Yes. That's, that's the, probably the best way to explain him. Yeah. Um, so then Theon ends up executing Sir Roderick and like doing it himself. And it's, Really brutal. Yeah. Ben and I'm sobbing. Yeah. And I'm like pretty bummed out after this scene. I'm yeah. like, uh. <laughs> because 
not only does he execute him himself, he doesn't get a clean slice through nope. his head. So he's got to like double he's tap. He's got to chop through. <laughs> and I'm like, so first of all, you're super fake for this because you're just trying to do it to show off to your dad who's not even there, who won't even care. Yeah. And you can't even slice through somebody's head. I mean, not that I could, but like if you're going to do it, do it. Yeah. Like all his crew is probably like, damn, did you see how many slices that took? <laughs> Nerd. Nerd. <laughs> He's so weak. But he even like, so he showed some kind of sympathy by asking um, Roderick like any last words. And then Roderick says something about like, oh, maybe that's it. Roderick says something about like hoping the gods take pity on him or like something about the gods something with him. Uh, and it's, it, it was one of those things where like my last word is something to help you out so that mm-hmm. you become a better person. Um, wow. So Sir like he, Roderick, just classy till the very end. Till the very end. Yeah. And Theon still, you know. But um, what was I saying? Old gods and the new. Something about that. Yeah. Um, that was probably when this was said. Yeah. Is during this Possibly. whole section. You know, I had a full point I was getting to there. Oh, but now it's been lost. <laughs> the thought train took a break. Yep. At the station. <laughs> yep. We broke down. <laughs> what? <laughs> I think everybody's got to get off now. We're going to transfer to the next train. The Night's Watch train. Yep. Yep. So John is out with Corin's squad because it's wildling season. Yeah, it is. And hopefully they hunt better than Elmer Fudd. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of pep talks in this episode. There is. So Corin gives John a pep talk. Saying no one south of the wall will know your name, even though you gave up your life for theirs. How motivating. Damn. <laughs> that, that would really make me want to stick around in my job. Yeah, for real. I'd be like, wow, this is really the place for me. Yep. How cute is it that Ghost is just wandering around in the snow? He's having the time of his life. Yeah. He like blends in. It's yeah. so cute. I love that one. That's yeah. my favorite one. Yeah. <laughs> it's also the only one that gets like actual screen time. It is. Besides Rob's. That scared Jamie that one time. Yeah. But Ghost definitely, I mean, Ghost has a name. Rob's, I don't think, has a name. Lady had screen time. That's right. <laughs> Lady. Right. <laughs> I'm not over it. Yeah. <laughs> that one hurts. That's the hardest death to take in this whole show. Yep. <laughs> Ned who? Gary. <laughs> Lady. <laughs> so now we're back with Arya. And Harrenhal. She's serving again. Um, And Tywin is... Oh, this is, is the reading. Okay, you're right. Yeah, Tywin is pissed yes. because... His one guy in his war group ended up, or he accidentally almost ended up sending uh, their battle info out to an enemy. What an idiot. Or it almost went out, but it got intercepted. Yeah. yeah. It was like their whole ble- like battle details and everything. And he's like, can you read this? <laughs> Bro. Turns out he can't. Yeah. But Arya can, he finds out because she reads like the top of a book or something. Yeah, he's like, oh, get me this book of whatever. And he's like trying to point out where it is to her and she just grabs it. Yep. And he's like, oh, he's like, oh, my cup bearer can read better than you. Ooh, Ooh. embarrassing. That is embarrassing. Uh oh, what happens? Lord Baelish has arrived. And what does that mean? It means Arya goes into full panic mode. And so do I. Yeah, because he can recognize her. Yep. And I'm like, oh, no. This is the worst. I couldn't pay attention to the dialogue in this scene either because I was just stressed out. But oh. the only thing I took from it was that Baelish was basically summarizing what he did in the last three episodes. <laughs> More or less, right? Well, so um, Baelish is telling Tywin to seize the opportunity after Renly's death, mm. even hinting that Marjorie wants to be queen. He's like, you know, like the house Tyrell, they're also a really wealthy family. Like they have a good chunk of soldiers they have food Mm. they have resources and she wants to be queen 
So are we saying to ally with them or are we trying to marry them? So Tywin is like, but they're traitors. And Baelish ah. is like, yeah, but. but we can use them until we want to prosecute them for being traitors. Ah. And Tywin's kind of like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> also trying to seize the opportunity after Renly's death, I guess, trying to like pick up soldiers. Right. Um, but I definitely think if he didn't end up recognizing Arya, at least he noticed that she's familiar. He for sure yeah. so, had that look of like, you know, like when you see someone, you're like, I know them from somewhere. Yeah. I feel like that's what happened. At least, yeah. So like while they're having that discussion about strategy, Arya's like cleaning up the table and serving them. Yeah. And then uh, this little fool spills wine on Baelish's hand. <laughs> and he looks right up at her and she's like, Meh. Oh. So yeah. that's what happened. Mm-hmm. And that's why we maybe recognize Arya. Yeah. Because, like, the whole time she's, like, trying to, like, keep her face away from him and, like, She's doing a pretty good job so far. Yeah, she seems like she's doing a good job. Spills the wine. But we're at the Night's Watch. Yeah. But first, like, Baelish starts to tell Tywin about his meeting with Catelyn. Mm -hmm. And then it cuts away. Ah. And I was like, no, I wanted to hear her. (laughs) I wanted to hear more. (laughs) But we saw what happened. She said, no more. Yeah. She was like, get out of my face. So now we're with the Night's Night's Watch. Night's Watch. We're sneaking, being sneaky. So... They catch up to, they get to like this wildling camp and I was like, oh, these are people, which like, I shouldn't be surprised that they're people because I, for some reason, thought they'd be the great people from episode one, season one. Cause they talk about them like they're not people. Yeah. But then like Osha's a wildling, but I didn't make uh, the connection that Osha's a wildling. You know, I just did this very second. Yeah. I didn't make that connection until I was watching yeah. this episode. Yeah. We were today years old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh, because I wasn't expect I was expecting like just not people. Yeah, no, that makes me feel better because now I feel less silly. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What? I was, These are people? People?" I was like, "This is very anticlimactic." Yep. But <laughs> they sneak up on them. They kill mm-hmm. some of them. John reveals one of them is a woman. Who? Fun fact: He marries her in real life. Oh, yeah. I love yeah. that. Do they meet on set? I think so. Ah! We'll look it up. We'll, we'll discuss. <laughs> my heart. We'll follow up next week. <laughs> oh, my heart is so full for Kit Harrington. Yeah. I love him. <laughs> but, um, So she's a wildling girl. Her name is Egret. 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 I thought Whatever. it was Egret or something Egret. Like that. We're going to say Egret. I'm over it's it. An, it's a strange name. Yeah. So she says, so they kill the guys, but then she's alive. And she said, burn them or you'll, or you'll need those swords again. So do wildlings become zombies? Oh, I just figured because her other people would find them and be like, oh, who did this? I'm going to go find them. Oh. Either or. Oh. 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 Yeah. Like kind of like revenge. Yeah. Oh, okay. We're um, both full of really good brain blessings today. <laughs> <laughs> we both very, um, very well prepared for this episode. I left my brain in San Diego. Mm. I've been struggling. True. Mine was, I've left mine a baggage claim. <laughs> it's still, it's still sitting on the belt. Yeah, it's just going in circles. Whoop. That's just how my brain works. <laughs> so Egret tries to talk her way out of getting killed and mm-hmm. John is like stalling. So essentially actually right before oh, yeah, that, yeah. So what's the guy, half hand's name? Corin. Yeah. And the other dudes, they're like, okay, we'll leave you to like kill her. Yeah. And we're going to like walk away. Because John wants to be the one to kill her for some reason. Yeah. Don't know what that's about. He just saw a pretty face and was like, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) These Stark men just love women. They do. And we also, we know that John can't kill anybody. I mean, definitely not a woman. 
Yeah. I feel like he could kill a man, maybe, but not yet. Yeah, because he stalls pretty hard trying to kill her. Yeah, and it's a very, like, dramatic scene, and she's all, like, swing hard and true or something like that, yeah. strong and true. So he's, like, building up to, to actually do the beheading, and this dummy misses. He misses. We knew it would happen. It's a rock. Yeah, it's, like, not surprising. So then she looks at him, looks at the sword, and then runs. Yeah, she kicks his leg, so he falls down. Yeah. And then, uh, so then he has to go chase after her. Yeah. So now we're on a goose chase. Is that what that's called? A goose chase? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And then he ends up catching her. Yeah. But then it's like, so what are you going to do with this girl now? And also, how much time did that take? Because And how much distance did they cover? Because also, have you noticed how much clothes they're wearing? Yeah. Like, they can't move that fast. No, they can't. But and then, also, like, the lighting changed. It was yeah. just like... So that's what I'm thinking. Like, in the time it took for her, they... He caught her in one scene, which I get how you edit time and how it can time is a construct and whatever, but it took one scene for them to run maybe like south, let's say, and then his men, John, the Night Watch, were walking, let's say, north. Mm-hmm. So in that distance, was it really that long of a time that he can't just double back and get back to the team? I guess not, because maybe they just ran a weird way and he doesn't know the layout of the land. He doesn't. I guess she did run downhill. Yeah, and also like... It's snowy, like everything probably looks the same. That's true, but she would know how to get back to them, but she's not going to help. No, definitely yeah. not. So essentially, he catches her, but the sun's going down, so he needs her, so he can't kill her. Mm-hmm. And that's how that scene ends. So King's Landing. Yep. Bye, Marcella. See, okay, I was trying to figure <laughs> out who that was at first, because she doesn't look like the same actress. <laughs> no, she don't. She looks years older, right? I think it's just because she was crying. Because <laughs> <laughs> they like... They like put like you know makeup on. They, you know they made her look like crap because yeah, she no, was crying. I just, at that dinner scene two episodes ago or whatever it was, it looked she like looked they like were a both. Baby. Yeah, they both looked like they were six and ten years old, <laughs> and this girl looks like she's fourteen, fifteen. <laughs> and I was like, who is this? <laughs> I guess because maybe demeanor change and like just this the way I she's guess. sitting and whatever. So I'm honestly really su- I'm surprised they're actually sending her away. Like Me too. I, I totally expected. Tyrion to be like, psych, instead of following through. So I'm extremely happy Baelish didn't snitch or else she'd be going off to Robin. (laughs) You gotta gotta get Robin out of your brain. I think he's over. He's the worst. You know what's gonna happen? He's gonna come in in season five and you're gonna have a full meltdown. (laughs) Yeah, but also glad Varys didn't like snitch either because then she'd be going to Theon. And I don't know who's worse at this point. (laughs) Honestly. Still Robin? Yeah, well, I mean... I, I don't actually, I don't know either. I don't know either. <laughs> but so, okay. So the, this scene, the setup for this scene, uh, Marcella is on a ship being shipped off to, uh, who did she get married off to? Dorne. To Dorne. So. Getting ferried away. So there's a, um, I guess there's a whole ceremony that happens and, and the whole, uh, <laughs> the whole family, the, the first family, whatever, the royal family kind of sees her off. And then Cersei tells Tyrion that she hopes that he knows what it's like to truly love a woman so that he knows what it's like when he, when she takes her away from him. And I was like, oof. I was like, oh no, Shay. She's going to kill somebody. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, Shay's in danger. <laughs> yeah. And uh, then Joffrey's little brother is crying. Oh. And Joffrey's like, man up. Why are you crying for? And Sansa's like, oh my God, calm down. Yeah. And, um. No, she's like, but I saw you cry. And Joffrey's like, huh. Yeah. No, you didn't. And Sansa's like, my brothers cry. It's not a big deal. And Joffrey's like, okay, and? But also, like, go Sansa for being pro guys crying. Exactly. Yeah. 
guys have emotions. They, yeah. Boys, they, you can cry too. Yeah, you can cry too. It, it's not a big deal. Yeah. I personally have to tap into that where I Nat, don't cry. It's okay cry. to cry. Nat, I'm you can feel your emotions. <laughs> I'm working on that. My bottle is slowly uncapping, <laughs> but it's been very tight for the past 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I'm a project that is still being worked on. Yeah. Meanwhile, like I cry at everything. <laughs> yeah, I need a therapist. <laughs> Me <We> too. All <laughs> <do>. <laughs> um, but so essentially, Joffrey's like, okay, and but I'm a prince. A prince can't cry, or I was a prince, and princes can't cry. And Sansa's like, it seems like a normal thing. Yeah. And Joffrey's out here just being but so salty about Joffrey it. Joffrey was like, are your brothers princes? And she's like, no. And he's like, okay then. Yeah. It's okay. Like, and uh, okay. But can you just imagine just being so pent up with aggression that like your every waking moment you have to tear somebody down? Like how exhausting is that? That is exhausting. I can't. And I like can't you have to imagine. keep track of everybody you're bullying. Like it's just it is a full time job. That's <laughs> rough. Um, Who has the time to be that negative all the time? So did you notice that every time Joffrey calls the hound dog, he makes a face? Oh, really? He that's makes- what I keep. I know we have this conversation every week, but I never remember if it's the hound or the mountain that's with them. <laughs> it's the hound. Okay. The mountain's at Harren Hall. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So, um, yeah, so the hound totally 100% hates it when Joffrey calls him dog. Like, he just makes, like, this sourpuss face. I would, like, he too. just sucked on a lemon. Because I, I feel like that's his equivalent of, like, if somebody were to call us girl. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's not fun. Or if someone's, like, catcalling, I'm like, Yeah. So anyway, so then they start walking through the city. Yep. And um, Joffrey is getting heckled by peasants. They are not happy with him. Yeah. They're saying, like, all hail the king, the murderer, killer, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So Tyrion is like, oh, uh, he turns around, turns right around so quick, tells the soldier to bring the prince to the keep. So he's like, something's about to go down. Like, get the little kid out of here. And good for him. Yeah, right? The one person with his head screwed on straight. And then does someone fling poo at Joffrey? It's a cow pie. So I believe yes. Oh. Hits him straight in the face. Right in the face. Right in the face. And this happens not even seconds after after Tyrion gets the prince out of there. Yeah. So like... I just hope the prince made it okay, but yeah, because he's a, he's a kid, he's like a he's child, yeah. a child, like he so, can't be in that. What does Joffrey obviously do? So cue a riot. The yep. hound grabs Joffrey and he's like, "I want these people executed." Kill them all. He's like, "Kill them all." So, so like, I get reprimanding the one person who threw the thing at you, but do yeah. you have, what is the point of killing them all? Yeah, right now you're just being awful. So the hound says to him, "They want the same for you." When he says, like, I want the, all these people executed. So, like, Joffrey clearly thinks he's untouchable oh, just absolutely. because he's yeah. the king. Yeah. And it's like, that's just a title. Like, you're still a dude. He doesn't get that. You don't get it. So, I almost started crying. Yeah. <laughs> I got... Hated this bit. I got really upset real quick. Yeah, this is not... This was not my favorite part of the, yeah. the show. Uh, Sansa gets surrounded by dudes. Yep. And then runs down an alley and they chase her. Yeah. And then right away, I'm like... Oh, oh no. no. I'm like, Sansa. Stop. <laughs> no. And still, again, our knight in shining armor, Tyrion, is the only one who is concerned about Sansa's well-being. Yeah. So they, they go from like her running down this alley to cutting to Tyrion, yelling at Joffrey because he doesn't know how to act. <laughs> He's like, kill them all, really? Yeah. Really? So essentially, everybody else has finally made it to some kind of level of safety. Yeah. And Tyrion is going off. Yeah, Tyrion's like, where is Sansa? What is wrong with you? Yeah. Like, he says, 
we've had vicious kings, we've had idiot kings, but I don't think we've ever had a vicious idiot king. And then Joffrey's like, oh, you can't talk to me, I'm the king. And he's like, okay, yeah, you idiot. These people are hungry and you decided to kill them. Like they're starving because of a war that you started. Yeah. And Joffrey's sitting there trying to go like, oh, you can't talk to me like that, blah, blah, blah. And then Tyrion smacks him and he goes, and now I've smacked a king, but has my hand fallen off? And I was like, oh. Let him know. Yeah. Tell him. Right? Someone's got to teach him. And then... Um, Back to Sansa. That's, no, but wait. But first, oh. Tyrion says, uh, where is Sansa? And then Joffrey's like, they can have her. And Tyrion's uh, like, if she dies, there's no getting Jamie back. And you owe him a little something. Yeah, really. Which is, uh, get it? Because Jamie's his dad. Uh, so it's one of those, like, I think Joffrey's finally, like, he, like, kind of knows the truth, but he doesn't want to, like, know the truth or, like, doesn't want to believe it. Like, I don't you know, think he wants f- to acknowledge it. Yeah, like, when you first um, when you first hear that, like, Santa's not real, but you don't want to believe that Santa's <laughs> not real. I feel like it's, like, that kind What of do you mean? I mean? Santa's not real. <laughs> in some people's eyes. How could you tell me? <laughs> I think that Santa is still very Santa! much real. Um, but, yes, now we're back to Sansa. Yeah. So, uh, so the men catch up to her rip her clothes and ugh, they threaten to rape her. I'm not going to repeat what he says. No. Because it's awful. It's the worst. Uh, and right as I'm about to like lose my shit, right? Because <laughs> this because man is literally on top of her. This, so they got each dude, like one, each dude like holding her, her leg. Cause there's four dudes, five dudes. So one on each leg, one on both arms, just holding her and like trying to like pry her legs open. And the one mm-hmm. dude who's about to like, Go do in, the thing. do the thing, do this horrible thing. The hound comes in last second Whew. and just soared right through the guy who's about to rape her. Yep. Rips his guts out. Rips his guts out and then kills three of the other, kills the other dudes. And then the last guy's trying to run. He's like, I'm sorry. Like, this wasn't my idea. And he like kills him too. And um, he calls Sansa a little bird. Uh-huh. I was like, oh. But, um, True protector guy. Throws her over his shoulder and then like. Just carries her out of there. Carries her out of there. And I was like, I'm so stressed out. I was like, so, I was so relieved. I was like, oh yeah. my God. I was like, I, I would think I would need like a break yeah. if it actually happened. I would need a break yeah. from this show. Too much is happening to Sansa. I know. She I, needs a therapist more than we do. She needs help. Someone get this girl out of there. Yeah. Just start talking to Shay. Yeah, really. Right? But now we're back with Daenerys. In Karth. Yep, she's she's uh, with Zaro. They're waiting for somebody at the bottom of some steps. Yeah, she uh, she's refused his proposal, and yep. they're waiting for the Spice King. The Spice King. Yeah, that's a funny name. He's spicy. The Spice King. I hate that guy though. <laughs> that was the first guy from when they were first trying to enter Karth, Koth, Karth, and he was like, mm, no. Yeah, he was that guy. But so he shows up eventually. You know, he takes his sweet time because he's <laughs> rude as as heck. He's pretty rude. Um, so she's asking him for ships so that she can cross the narrow sea and take the throne. She'll repay him three times over. And he's like, mm, no, but will you? He's like, no. So essentially he points out all of like the flaws in her plan currently. And he's like, and he's you know, like, she says, I'm going to retake the throne. And he's like, oh, were you already sitting in it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and she's like, no. And then he's like, so you have an army then, right? No. <laughs> but so you have allies then that are waiting for you? No. <laughs> um, so essentially, he he points out a lot of very valid points, but he just does it in such an arrogant way that I still I don't like him. Yeah, he's annoying. But he essentially says that he cannot invest in uh, in these things based on wishes and dreams. 
Yeah. Because she, it, it's her wish and her dream or whatever to take the throne back slash take it for the first time. So she gives a very passionate speech about how her dreams come true. And he's still like, mm, no. Yeah. <laughs> Which you know that means he's going to die first. Oh, for sure. When she gets her power, he's gone. He's totally dead. Unless he dies in the next few episodes, he's <laughs> dying when she has her power back. She's like, oh, yeah, that place? Yeah, let's mess them up. When her little baby dragons are full-grown dragons, <laughs> he's in flames. He's going. So Haran Hall. Yep. Arya's cleaning a table. Um, she finds a note while cleaning up. Yep. It's got Rob's name on it, so. Ooh. And it's like, woo. Then uh, Tywin comes in, and we're talking about reading, and we find out from Tywin that Jamie had issues reading. Mm-hmm. He would, like, uh, see letters backwards mm-hmm. as a kid. So we're like, oh, so, like, he was dyslexic. Yeah, he was. Yeah. So <laughs> then Tywin just taught the crap out of him. Yeah, he had him, him how to read. study for four hours a day. I'm like, rough. I would hate that. No word. And then, um, so Arya asks Tywin about his dad mm-hmm. and ends up grabbing the note while she's, while he's distracted. Yep. Then she leaves, whatever, and she reads the note and then get, gets caught by a soldier. Was yep. it the illiterate guy? It might have been. I think it was that guy. I actually, you're right. I didn't pay attention to that. The note just said something about Rob moving troops south by coast. Yeah. So I guess she's trying to save the day. So she gets caught by the soldier and bucks it. Bucks it. I was just like mid-yawn. Jeez, sorry. That's rude. (laughs) (laughs) Am I boring now? Whoops. Can I say one thing about her getting caught with this note? Yeah. Is that, so she's, she like finds some corner to read the note in. It says the thing about Rob moving his troops south. And then she runs away with a note still in her hand. Yeah. But that's like. If you're going to steal a cookie from the cookie jar, close the lid. Yes. You know? Exactly. Like the evidence is in your hand. <laughs> she has pockets. She's wearing pants. She has pantaloons on. She's not thinking. Come yeah, on, she's girl. She's really not. You're smarter than that, Arya. Yeah, really. But anyway, so she's running away from this guy. And then she finds a guy who's killing people for her. And she names Armory Lorch, Lorch who's the guy who she's running from. Mm-hmm. And she's like, do it now. And he's like, <laughs> it'll happen when it happens. And she's like, no, but like, really? Like, do it now. <laughs> um, so she's really good at thinking on her toes. She is. and um, Except for when she doesn't hide her evidence. Yeah, exactly. And that dude does work extremely quick. So fast. Because literally as the soldier reaches Tywin's door, he like f- drops he flapses, dead on yeah. the floor. Dart and, in the neck. Dart in the neck, yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> now we're scared of this man. <laughs> like... That was so quick. Yeah. Instant. So now we're at Stark Camp. Stark Camp. Everyone Rob, seems happy. They're celebrating. So they've won some battle, I guess. Yeah. And Rob is strutting through like he's the rooster in the hen house, you he's know. looking for his boo, Talissa. Yeah. He sees her and just makes a beeline right towards her. Yep. Love the awkward flirting. Yeah. Some really awkward flirting. I think he's like about to ask her for dinner. Yeah. Right. Rob Immediately meets cute girl and introduces her to mom. Yep. Because <laughs> Kat and Brienne just so happen to show up at that very moment. Yeah. Also, like, Rob needs to chill because in season one, episode nine, <laughs> he promised to marry that gross old dude's daughter, mm-hmm. which gets brought up anyway because, you know, um, Talissa, like, walks away or whatever because they're talking to her, like, mm-hmm. trying to find out, like, more about her. And then Kat gives him this, this mom look. Yeah. It's a very mom look. It's and a cute she, moment. And she's like... Mm, you can't follow your heart like you already promised to another. Yeah. Sorry. And it's a fun also reminder that the Stark boys, also Theon and Sam, just fall in love at first sight. Yep. Yep. They don't know how to learn <laughs> about somebody's personality. Nope. Just, that's a pretty lady. I love her so much. Yeah, that's Bay right there. Yep. Yeah. Five ever. I can relate. Yeah. 
I'm like that sometimes. Speaking <laughs> of Star Kids, um, we're with Jon Snow, right? Well, first, um, they're like, news from Winterfell. Or like, uh-oh. Oh, I missed that part. Yeah. So soon. Yeah. So Night's Watch. So we're back to John and Egret. Egret. John and Egret freezing me on the wall. F-R-E-E-Z-I-N-G. Wow. <laughs> How long did it take you to think about that, that one? Um, a while. <laughs> um, it was a good one though. I like it. Thanks. Yeah. So um, they're like, oh, we need to like sleep and whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm tired. Yeah. So Egret's like, we should sleep together for warmth or we're both going to die of freezing. And also because this dummy decides to just stop in the middle of their path. Not yeah. even pull over to the side. Doesn't try to find shelter or anything. Nothing. Just straight. All right, cool. We're going to sleep right here. Yeah, right. Come on. It's like sleeping in the middle of the sidewalk. I guess like the Night's Watch doesn't allow, doesn't have like survival training. Yeah, I guess not. <laughs> it's just only combat. That's it. Stupid. So reluctantly, he spoons her. This and she's, scene is so funny. This is so funny. So she starts rubbing her butt on him. And I'm like, oh, girl. Get it, girl. <laughs> Get it. But also, like, what's her angle here? Because if. If they bone, then they're going to die from exposure. Yeah, but she can run away. She can run away. She knows, like, the land and stuff. But then also... Because if they're trying to, like... Because he ties her up. Yeah. So if... Oh, he's just trying to get her to... So if she's just trying to get untied. If she gets untied, she can Mm. then... Because if she knows... Because he doesn't know the land like she does. And if they're nocturnal, they're used to seeing it at night. Oh, true, true, true. So that could be it. I was going to say the other option, like they're either going to die from the exposure if they have sex or if he just moves away because he's uncomfortable from spooning her, then they're going to die from just being cold. <laughs> so I couldn't see what her angle was. Unless she just wants to like up, leave, run, leave him to die of the cold and she just runs and catches up with the next camp yeah, or whatever. because I forgot that they were nocturnal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then he's like, can you stop? And she's like, <laughs> oh, oh was my butt moving? She's like, I'm just trying to get comfortable. And then she just keeps doing it. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> it was a very funny scene. Yeah. It was really very funny. uncomfortable for, for John, though. Yeah. It's okay. He can get over it. <laughs> Start camp. Yeah. So Rob finds out about Theon's betrayal. And His best friend. Yeah. The nerve. His bro. Yeah. His bro. And Rob wants to go back north. And Rob's war dude is like, nah, we're doing really good. Yeah. So I got this. Like, yeah, he's like, if you leave, you're going to lose all the progress we've just made. Yeah. So he's like, um, I got my bastard up there. <laughs> he can like rally some troops and yeah. take care of this for I you. I know a guy. Yeah. So then Rob says to bring him, to bring Theon back alive so that he can ask him why he did that. And then also so that Rob can take his head himself. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, right. Say no more. Beat the crap out of him. Yep. So now we're back in Winterfell. Winterfell. Oh, she's using her womanly charm. Yep. She's she's making another another pass at Theon to let him let her serve him. Yeah. And he's basically calling her like scum of the earth. Like, what are you worth? You're not anything. So then she disrobes. Yeah. And as she, we all do. And she's like, she knows Theon's a horny dude. Yeah. So she's like, yeah. She's I can like, serve you in this way. Shows yeah. my boobies. And she's like, wildling girls do things that southern girls can't. And then immediately <laughs> Theon tells the other guy that's standing there to leave them alone. And I'm just like, the- is horny his only character trait? <laughs> I think so. He is so easy. He's pretty easy. <laughs> Keep it in your pants for one time. So just now, one. back to King's Landing. Poor Sansa. Like, um, so she's with Shay and she admits she hates Joffrey. And Shay's like, hey. You, you don't know who's that. listening. Yeah. You don't say this. 
And she's like, but you're not the wrong person. Because Shay says, like, the, any, the wrong person could be listening. So Sansa says, but you're not the wrong person. And Aww. then Shay goes, never trust anybody. It's easier that way. And I'm like, ooh, what has damaged Shay? Yeah, is she okay? Yeah. <laughs> Shay need a therapist? <laughs> Aww. But Shay. I also, I love the idea of Shay and Tyrion being Sansa's new parents. Yeah, me too. I, <laughs> I would watch that show. <laughs> Back um, to Winterfell. Back to Winterfell. The scenes are getting shorter. They are. It's like it's like we're in one scene and it's like, you know, like three lines of dialogue and then back to another scene. And I'm yeah. like, what? So I, stop. <laughs> ah, I'm losing paper. <laughs> so Theon is sleeping um, post-coital. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best kind of sleep. Um, <laughs> Osha is not sleeping post-coital. Nope, she's Because she's got out. a plan. Yeah, she's she's got this. So... She uh she leaves and then a soldier catches her outside and she's like, oh, uh, the Lord sent me to you to like entertain you all. Make my rounds. And then she starts making out with him and then like slices his throat. And I was like, wow. And I was like, whoa, that's she, brutal. She's sleeping her way out of there. I was like, damn, girl. Yeah. <laughs> so. But then she signals. She whistles and out come Rickon, Hordor, Brand and their dire wolves. And I was like, oh my god, this whole time she was trying to save them. I was like, Osha! What a great mom. I know, so Love good. her. Yeah. Amazing. I was like, I was like I'm on her side now. Yeah, yeah, right? I like her a lot. So now we're back to Daenerys. Yeah, we have no time to, to um, process that we like Osha now because they cut so fast. Yeah, really. So now we're back with Daenerys, yeah. Yeah, back to like three more lines of dialogue. Yep. Um, so Daenerys is complaining to Zaros about nobody helping her out with like giving her ships. And Zaros is like, well, when I came here, I had nothing and worked for what I have. So basically like being like, you're just asking people to give you handouts. Yeah. I was going to say she's complaining about how entitled she is. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, get it together. <laughs> yeah. And then they turn a corner, they walk through this doorway and, uh, we find that all the Dothraki have been killed. Yeah. Just totally so brutal. Then- just all of our anxiety is through the roof right now. What's happening? Yeah. So and then what happens? So then she goes to her room and she's like, where are my dragons? So the dragons are gone. They're gone. They've They're been gone. Taken. And then it cuts to some like creepo, like uh, carrying them to a tower. And you hear it's, it's like covered and you hear the dragons inside. And they're crying. They're crying. Oh. And now this episode's over. What yep. a cliffhanger. That was a cliffhanger. This one and the one when the demon gets birthed. Yeah. They're getting better at, at making us hang on. But at least the demon thing like tied on to like the beginning of the next episode. So hopefully mm. this part ties into the beginning of the next episode. You could only hope. I hope so. I'll be really annoyed if it's not. <laughs> we're just gonna we're gonna threaten the writers from somebody in season two. Yeah. I mean like, like, how I dare won't watch you? season three. Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So now what? I hope the dragons like free themselves and like they can like sniff Daenerys out and go find her. Because that would be cute. That would be cute. For some reason, you just made me think of like, are the dragons at like Mushu levels of size? Like what level of fire breathing can they do? Yeah. Do they grow like super quick? I don't know. Had, what would you, would a dragon be considered like a reptile or uh. just thinking about like how <laughs> reptiles grow, which I also, you know, more animal facts than I do. Like how fast does like a crocodile, is a crocodile a reptile? <laughs> I have no idea what animals <laughs> I are. so. <laughs> I don't know. But like dragons are mythical. So maybe they. That means that they grow when we're ready for them to grow. They're just. When the storytellers are ready for them to grow. So I hope. I mean, because I remember seeing like 
a thing from season three briefly and it was like they were like bigger and i was like that's weird they do become like dragon sized dragons very soon i think by season eight definitely by season eight gigantic so i know at some point she can ride them oh fun so they become large and in charge. And in charge. <laughs> yeah, there's the sassy dragon. <laughs> there's the, uh, the annoying teenage dragon. Aww. Anyway, I guess that's it. Yeah, no, right? that's kind of like it for... That's all for my thoughts. Do you have any thoughts? No, I just want to... I mean, also, I don't want to say any predictions because I have cheated and I've seen the next episode. <gasps> so I don't want to spoil anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I guess that's it. All right. Bye. Bye.